this is empowering to make the difference. With Abiodu and Ajoke Koliwo. Enjoy the word of God and watch it transform your world. Last Sunday we were talking about our country, God bless Nigeria. This morning I'm going to finish the two-part series. Last Sunday, whispering aliens versus praising saints. And I'm not going to go there. Uh, thank God for a further work was done this morning. Looking at the context of our nation and our personal life, and we're going to be talking about the master key, the master key for increase, the master key for increase. Let us pray. Father, we ask that you speak through us through me this afternoon, this morning, and touch the heart of your people. And Father God, let your word, let it open up mysteries, and let your people be strengthened for the next level. Let Jesus be glorified. At the end, we let God, let increase show up in our lives, and our hopes and families, in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's open Psalm chapter 29. The master key for English. I'm going to open to a lot of scriptures and I want you to please follow with me. Psalm 29, verses 1 to 11. Then first Peter chapter 1, verses 24 to 25. I like all of us to read the psalm together. Psalm 29. I'll read verse 1, you read verse 2. I'll read verse 3. Let's do it quickly. Amen. I read. Give unto the Lord, O ye mighty. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. The voice of the Lord is upon the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord is upon many waters. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. Yea, the Lord breaks the cedar of Lebanon. The voice of the Lord divided the flames of fire. The voice of the Lord lifted the hands to carve and discovered the forest, and in his temple that everyone speak of his glory. Let's go together verse 11. The Lord will give strength unto his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. Amen. First Peter chapter 1, verse 24 and 25. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 24 and 25. Let's read together. For all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man as the flower of grass. The grass withers, and the flower thereof falleth away. But the word of the Lord endures forever. And this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. When we read Psalm 29, you will see a recurrent word. It happens to be that I was the one reading most time, 
I'm talking about the voice of the Lord. The voice of the Lord. Today is October 6th. October 6th, 1536. That's about 483 years ago. A young man of 42 years old, William Tyndale, was burned at a stake, was executed. Why was he killed? William Tyndale was killed because years earlier he made up his mind that the word of God must be available to everyone. Before that time, only the priest had the word. And whatever he said, the word said, that was it. And it was illegal to have the Bible. Exactly 43 years ago, William Tilly was killed for being ever, he ran out of Britain, went to all kind of Europe, Germany, to get the Bible translated from Greek, not only from Hebrews, the New Testament from Greek to English. Why? Because there is something about the Word of God that he believed that everyone should have access to, everyone should receive. Are you hearing me this morning? Now let me ask you a question. Because one of the reasons why people don't take seriously the Bible, the Word of God, which I will attempt to do in five minutes, once again to remind you, is we don't actually know why the Bible keeps talking about the voice of God, the Word of God. The truth of the matter is, from the time God created the heaven and the earth, from the beginning, He had a vision for the whole world. The Bible, the Christian faith, is not a white man's religion. The Bible is not just for a set of people. Right from the beginning, God had a mind because He created man just like Himself. Free moral agents, free to choose what is right, choose free to do what they have to do. And from the time man fell, God made up His mind that He would bring them back those who believe in Him. And from that time on, He began to speak His words. Someone used an illustration to, 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 to teach me some time ago. He said, if you have a favorite cockroach, and your cockroach, a favorite cockroach, is a cockroach you are a person, and the cockroach is going to us fire, you know that surely the cockroach will die. If you attempt to turn the cockroach, you will squash and kill the cockroach. There is no other way. You have sent ants and the cockroach will not believe. You have sent all kinds of other cockroaches. The cockroach does not know that the best thing you could have done is you could have become a cockroach like that cockroach, then you can teach the cockroach not to do that. You can see you, but it's because of the love you have for the cockroach. Are you with me? And from time to time, God has made up his mind to save people. Abraham, when God called Abraham, Abraham was not a Christian. Abraham was not a worshiper of God. Abraham was a new worshiper. God wanted him to come back home. And in fact, God told him, through you, all the families, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. Are you with me? And that word is what God has been pushing through different vessels over the years that makes some people just get upside and say, look, this world must come. They will suffer lack, they will suffer devastation, they will suffer all kinds of stuff. The reason why they were is because the voice of God turned away and somebody needs to put it together to echo it. I know what I'm saying. And throughout all history, everywhere people went, everywhere missionaries or so-called explorers went, they made people worshipping. 
There was no tribe they ever saw that was not worshipping a being, worshipping a God. But from the beginning, the Judeans, Judeans, the, 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 the religion that came out of Abraham, Islam, Christianity, and Judaism, all of them have a global mindset because in the mind of God, he wanted through Abraham to turn the whole world. Are you know what I'm saying? And every word that he was speaking was an extension and expression of himself. Now, let's fast forward to our country. Question is, does God hate the black man? Does God hate Nigerians? How come this country is so blessed with so much and nothing as it were is good enough to show for it? That even though we have 365 days, people want to lament for 365 days. So even having one day to praise God, they find it very difficult. Why? Because every day the stain, the stench is strong. Let me tell you something before you go on. I have a glass here of water. If you bump into me and it spills, what will spill out of here? What will spill out is water. Coke will not spill out. If I had a cup of coffee and you bump into me, I bump into you, what will come out is coffee. What is within a person is what comes out when the person meets obstacles. The Bible says that make a tree good and all this fruit will be good. The pressure of lack of good government and good stuff in Nigeria had made many people, even churches, to scramble to solve the problem of what is spirit. So we have conferences, we have seminars, we discuss how to make it, how to get this work. This morning, allow me to show you that that is not the solution. The master key, there is one master key that every nation that had broken through, they had at their foundation. Are you with me this morning? Are you with me this morning? If I sit you down this morning and I say, okay, I want to teach you how to build a big company, a big business, and I ask you to come for a meeting, and you know, I will come to the meeting and I say, I want to teach you about the gates, how you make money. I'm sure you are smart enough to know that even after I finish and I tell you everything the gates did when we were growing up, does not mean we will be a success like him. You can be better than him, you may not be as good as him, because every person have their peculiarities. But there is something consistent with every person, with every society, with every group. Are you listening to me? Let me give you uh, a detail a little bit. If I, as a person, want to dress better, I want to ride a better car, the answer to ride a better car or to wear better clothes does not lie in me fishing for clothes that are good. I can see better cars, I can go to carport, I can see a thousand cars. Does it mean I will ride one of them? What guarantees that I will ride one of them, I will wear better clothes is something on my inside that I bring out. When that sound on my inside comes forth, something will happen. Are you listening to me? That one thing. When that thing comes forth, have you seen people, they want very good cars, 
they live in very fine houses, but they don't have certain other stuff in their life. And then you wonder that he has a car, that he has clothes, that he has friends, but then he will have this. The essence of the message is to show us what is that master key? Has God left us alone? Has he abandoned us? As a church, has he abandoned us? As individuals, has he abandoned us? As Nigerians, as the black people, has he abandoned us? So let us look at God's word and take it from we are the lost, God wants us back home. We are like the cockroaches that are going to be self-destruct. But we want to save us and bring us back. We are spilling coffees, we are spilling creams, we are spilling milk, we are spilling water. We, are not, we don't like what we are begging for. We don't like the results. You see, some people, you see their actions, you are blaming their actions. You are judging them based on their actions. There is something deeper. Until you saw that something deeper, what happens? God saw that, and let us build it quickly in the few minutes I have, where it began from. And what is that master key God is putting his finger at? What is that thing that we missed out by Adam and Eve that got us to this point? Let's go to Judge of verse 3, verse 16. It's a popular scripture, but listen close and begin to listen as we see what is it that you and I need to do and the nation needs to do. Amen. Judge of verse 3, verse 16. John 3, but I'm going to read from 16 to 19. It says here, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. I'm sure you all know these verses. Amen. What motivated God to send his Son? What motivated him to send his Son? For God so loved the world. So his motivation was love. And what did he do because of love? He sent his only begotten son. And what is the result? That he said ever works hard. He said I went to school. He said that is beautiful, has a husband, has a wife. Is that what he said? All the person in his work, believe that she have work. What did she have? Everlasting life. Is it long life? Everlasting life. So we know everlasting life is not a long life. Amen. Now let us go on. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So the reason why he sent his son is not for condemnation, it's for what? Redemption, for salvation. Verse 18. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already. Because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Verse 19. And this is the condemnation that light is come into the world and men love darkness rather than light. Why? Because their deeds were evil. Period. Very clear. The reason why he said his only begotten Son was very simple. Because he loved man. And that man should not perish and have everlasting life. Alright. When we preach Christ, whenever Christ is preached and presented like the Galatians, what is presented is the love of God. Is that not so? For God so loved the world he gave. Receive what he has given. Now, when you give that love, 
What happens to you? What is it that happens to you when you get born again? Romans chapter 5. Let scripture interpret scripture this morning. Romans chapter 5. I will read from verse 1 to 5. When you put your finger there, don't forget we have taught Romans 10 17 before. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. Listen to me. Please listen to me. God sent Jesus. He had paid the price and penalty for sin, penalty for poverty, penalty for shame, penalty for all other weaknesses. That is, nobody needs to have that experience again. Now, when you stand preaching, either in the neighborhood or in church or in the office, when the word comes forth, something happens in the heart of the person hearing the word. It's called faith. That is, we believe that oh, I can also receive this that this person got. Are you listening? So let us read the book of that five and ask you what results in the heart of every person. We are trying to trace the master key. What is that master key that guarantees increase? Increase to suppose there's a starting point. Is that not so? You cannot increase zero times hundred is worth zero. Zero times one million is worth zero. But just one. Changes the whole equation. So let's look at Romans chapter 5, verses 1 to 5. Listen very carefully. Therefore, being justified by faith, alright, when the word is preached, you are justified. What is justification? Just as in the Bible said. In fact, someone said, justification is you never sinned. It's not just as in. When you are justified, every sin you ever committed, right off. It's like when a computer crashes and everything is lost. Listen. We now have peace with God. How do we get it? Through Jesus Christ. By whom, through Jesus Christ, we have access by faith into this grace where we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Listen. When faith is born in your heart, when the word is preached, who? I should be born again. Jesus died for me. That's why most people change church. They don't begin to go to church because they like the music. It's not just their house. Or they like the girls in the church. Or they like the guys in the church. Something is not done. Are you with me? That's why they can be in church for years and never get saved. That's why when the church increases purely by advertisement and being the good guys there, yes, it's something they are there, they can hear, but this is how it happens. When you have access by faith into the grace, the grace is the zone where you receive what you do work for. Grace is the place where everything that happens for you has been paid for. But it is faith that gives you access and what does it do afterwards? He said it gives you joy. You stand in the place and give you joy as you get in the hope of the glory of God. See? What is hope? Something ahead. You rejoice by faith you have access into that grace and joy will come into your heart because there is a hope of glory. This is what David was praying in 51. He said, cast me not away from your presence. Take not your Holy Spirit from me. He said, He sought to me the joy of salvation, and He will rescue within, within me. He said, Fill me with 
joy and gladness that the bones that you have broken may be may dance. Do you know why? When you are truly born again, when you are in the house of God, you know that there is more to life than clothes, more to life than what you see. There is a hope of the day. Are you with me? There's a hope. Now that's the way I'm still going. Just telling you the process. So that even at any point, if you are not there, you don't need anyone to tell you. You probably just come to church because your parents are going to church. Or because your friends are going to church. That thing must be there. You have joy because there's a hope of glory. Look at the next verse. It says, verse 3. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also. Knowing that tribulation worker patience. That is, as we are in that zone of grace, when tribulation comes, when trouble shows up, we we are excited. That is already showing you that as we work with understanding the master key, as we work with responding to what the master key is, there are stories that will happen called tribulation. But the tribulation is not sufficient to cause you to die the work of glory, you will just in tribulation. As knowing that tribulation work of patience. What is patience? Patience is consistency. The tribulation will bring forth your own ability to be consistent. You keep on praying. You know, anything you do for 30 days, scientists or psychologists tell us that it becomes a habit. Because God wants you to be a habitual worshiper. We go there and see. Verse 4. And experience, experience, and experience hope. Verse 5. And hope makes not ashamed. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, help me explain this to us. You know, when you get born again, when you get to the stone of grace, phew, there's joy. You are excited. The day I got born again, I was, it was too much. I almost couldn't scream. Right? There's a hope of God. When trouble shows up, you take the trouble, the trouble got patience. As you are consistent, you become experienced. You become an expert. Are you with me? As you become an expert, hope is born in your heart. And the Bible says, you hope that is a product. You hope that is a product, not of competition. You hope, oh, I hope to have a car. Well, because my neighbor had a car. That hope can be ashamed. The hope that comes because oh, it is my right, it's my right to be married. It's my right to have a happy home. It's my right to have children. It's my right to have a good job. You saw it from God's world. It is born in your heart in that zone of grace. You know what he said? He said, Why well, do you not be ashamed of that hope? Say amen, somebody. Why? He said, Because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. Which is given to us. Simply, what happens is this: as you enjoy the grace of God, the love of God that is shed abroad in your heart, what happens? The love of God's love is shed abroad in your heart. You begin to say, "Wow, this is so exciting! This is so beautiful!" What I love being a Christian. For some of you here, I'm sure you remember in the early days of your faith. If you be, if you are going to remember, you remember you love going to church, you love fellowship, you love just to be in the church. Elders can go to movies. 
not that it's a sin to watch a movie that is good, but somewhere in your heart, you have to be in the environment of faith. You know what's happening? The laws of God is showing up in a relationship. Are you with me? A relationship. You can see someone and fall in love the first day. No, that's not true. What happened actually? We started the thing, a relationship. I told you last Sunday when I saw Pastor, she came to Kano the first time, the day she landed in Kano, I proposed to her. Well, that is just the starting point of a thing. Are you with me? If, if for those who are here, you fall in love with someone and the love does not increase, you will remain in that love relationship. No, you cannot. Because something grows. Everything grows. So when this love of God is shed abroad in our hearts, for many people, that is where they stop. Oh, God, I gave it to me. Oh, he saved me. Oh, he blessed me. I'm no longer going to hell. The love is shed abroad and it stops. But what does God want us to do? He wants that glory to grow and grow and it abounds. Do you know why? When you have the love of God, it is not sufficient to hold it unto you domestically. That you will need to assure increase in your life. Let's go to Philippians chapter 1. Philippians chapter 1, verse um, Hallelujah. Philippians chapter 1, verse, verse 9. Philippians chapter 1, verse 9. Let me read from verse 9 to 11. See? And this I pray, that your Lord may abound yet more and more. How? In knowledge and no judgment. Don't read it here. Wait. What did he say here? He is praying. That that love that was shed and bred in your heart, that the Holy Spirit may abound here more and more. That is a love that is growing. And the proof that that love is growing is seen in love, in knowledge, and in all judgment. I will come back to that later, but wait a minute. That brings on something that when the love grows, some other things begin to happen. Listen to me. When I propose to pastor, for example, and I say, oh, I love you, I want to marry you. Assuming I stop there, I didn't see her family, I didn't plan to see Mary, you will not be married. But what happened? The love grows. I don't know about you, I prostrated everywhere. I put anything that I stood, I prostrated we're going to leave your family, you just pursue. You pursue again. In fact, you pursue someone, you pursue the demons. Hallelujah. Why? Because something is happening. If someone says, Oh, I'm not going to do that, I mean, I'm too much for that, the love is not good. He said, The love, the what? Abound what? Yet more and more. How do you know that the love is good? It's in knowledge and no good. Hallelujah. Verse 10, we will see that is the word of proof of it. When the love grows, what happens? You may approve those things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense to the dear Christ. So, listen to me, guys, look at me. As the love abounds more and more, what happens? Your knowledge becomes enhanced, 
the sense of judgment becomes better, is that not so? And how are we going to see it? You will be able to approve. Let me to approve if you are just in the office and the bill bill for you to pay. They say, okay, you want to do the wealth generator, you want to buy new cars, you want to service these cars, and you are supposed to sign. Before you sign, if you are a big boss, for example, your other staff, do not start with that, don't job. The invoice will be there. The amounts will be there. They will have told you, oh, we check three or four or, 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 people, this is the best. You look at this, though they have checked, they have found out that, oh, Janelle may do a better job. Elizabeth may do a better job, whatever it is. They will have that, but they don't have the power to spend. Are you with me? The accountant will not respond to their own analysis. You have to approve it. So once you approve it, what happens? It becomes a danger. He is saying, are you getting me? As you are down more and more in love, what will happen is you will be able to sign off on excellent things and you will be sincere and with that offense. That means you get to a point where things don't offend you. Offend, offend, take you off the end. Offend. Please don't offend you again. Why? Because your love had abandoned more and more. Amen. Verse 11. And I'll tell you one word that captures it. He said, what? Verse 11. Be filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ, unto the glory and praise of God. Amen. Isaiah chapter 33. We say we abound more and more. So let us look into it in all judgment. Let the scripture explain. I will not put in my own word there. So that we can never on that mistake. Once I unveil it, I go and sit down. We can continue next time. Isaiah chapter 33, verse 1, and then verses. Let me read verse 1. Let's go to verse 5 and 6. The Lord, verse 5 and 6, madam. Thank you. Verse 5. The Lord is exalted, for he dwells on high. Are you saying he has filled Zion with judgment and righteousness? Don't move there, please. Stay there. When we are reading Philippians 1, we know the word. Your Lord will have done more and more in all knowledge and judgment. Remember, when you know who you are, you are the righteousness of God in Christ. As your love grows and abounds more and more, what happens? The sense of righteousness becomes stronger. And you will be able to judge. That's why I said we become sincere and without offense. Be able to approve excellent things. Are you with me? Now, he said, The Lord is exalted for he dwelt on high. He has filled down with judgment and righteousness. So, what is that thing that captures it? Verse 6. And wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of your times and strength of salvation. The fear of the Lord is his treasure. All the things you are saying, he concluded by that last statement, the fear of the Lord. All that you have been saying, he concluded by that one line, the fear of the Lord. Listen to me, guys. 
The fear of the Lord is not the fear of man like the fear you have for your boss. The fear of the Lord is the crucial element that is necessary for you to lay hold on whatsoever on earth you require. Let me explain it. If every currency that you spend, every currency you spend have two sides, is that not so? If you ever say a currency that has one side, it is illegal. You have what they call the head and the tail. Is that not so? In the kingdom of God, there is a currency you spend. That currency has two sides. The one side of that currency is the love of God. The other side of the currency is the fear of God. If all you have, all you enjoy is the love of God, what you are spending for counterfeit, it wouldn't produce result. If all you know is the fear of God, in any case, it will be a counterfeit because you can't know the fear of God until you have gone through the house of His love. Are you hearing what I'm saying? When you fall in love with someone, how many of you know what's important when you are in love? I just want to be with him. I don't want to be with her. I like to be in his presence. I like to everything is emotion to a force. Are you still here? Somebody will tell you, what do you like in him? <laughs> you say, you don't know. He's the best in the house since high school. What's happening is emotion. People will tell you, don't marry that man. Don't marry that woman. Say, hey, let me go marry him. Why? Because there is something you are able to identify with is emotion. Are you catching what I'm saying? That's love for you. But that is not sufficient. That's why they say love is not enough to build everything on. Are you with me? Family love is a starting point, but it's not enough to build a marriage. The same thing with Jesus Christ. Family love is at the beginning. The flip side is the fear. After a while, when you are married, for example, you get to a point where you will hate to hurt your spouse. And both sides, your spouse will hate to hurt you. You are going beyond the love now, you are beyond the fear. Are you with me? If your wife frowns, you are afraid. If your husband frowns, what's happening? Why? It is not that you don't love now, you are going to love to the fear. If that thing is not there, what you have is fake. Are you catching what I'm saying? The same thing with God. The fear of the Lord, the treasure is not the love of God. That you love God will never bring treasure into your life. In fact, Matthew 16, 19, Jesus Christ said, I behold, I give you the keys of the kingdom, not the key. The keys of the kingdom. That whatsoever you bind on us, can you give it to him? And he spoke that to Peter. He said, Can you give me verse 15 before that's 18 before this? And I say also unto you that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of her, multiple gates, not one gate, shall not prevail against it. Verse 19. And I will give unto you the keys, not a key. There's a bunch of keys. There's a key for healing, there's a key for prosperity, there's a key for friendship, there's a key for that. But there's a master key that the Bible said again and again and again. Once you have this master key, it unlocks every other door, every 
is God and that's the master key of the fear of God. The fear of God is his treasure. How did he say this to Peter? When did he say this to Peter? When Peter's name was changed from Simon to Peter. That's symptomatic of what salvation. We are now born again. Are you with me? We are a new person now. We are no longer the weed. We are now the rock. And upon this rock I will build my church. We are a stone. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What is fear? Fear is the restraints, the caution, the gravitas that determine our actions. If somebody just loves you and doesn't have some element of fear, it is not going to work. But that fear is not, oh, he will leave me, or they are coming back. No, it's a fear that comes because the love has grown more and more. Some things are happening. So 112, let's quickly run and see. What does the fear of God, what has God said about the fear of God? How come I say it's the, it's the most key? So 112, please, verses 1 to 3. So 112, verses 1 to 3. I like to now put my own so that I don't take time. Look at what he said. Praise ye the Lord. Blessed is the man, not that love God. Many people love God, but many people don't fear God. Blessed is the man that fear the Lord. The proof of the fear of that delight greatly in his commandments. Look at what will happen to him. Verse 2. His seed shall be mighty upon earth. That assures you that he be married, should be married. When you have the fear of God, forget about spouse. You will have a spouse. It doesn't matter how young or how old you have your own spouse. Amen, somebody. Because the word of God doesn't, doesn't play games. That's why in Psalm 29, so the voice of the Lord turned It takes from the cedars of Lebanon. It opposes everything. If God says in his word, if you believe it, forget it, it will come to pass. It may take a while, but it will come to pass. He said, the generation of the upright shall be blessed. Verse 3. Wealth and riches shall be in his house, and his righteousness endures forever. Look at it. There is no single place in scriptures where any other guarantee and assurance is given. For so one single action to bring forth abundance. No matter how much you can preach, how much you can sing, how much you can pray, how much you can do some stuff, if you don't have the fear of God, you will not have wealth and riches. You cannot guarantee that your seed shall be mighty. You cannot guarantee that your generation or the altar shall be blessed. It is the fear of God that brings this in. Him. Psalm 128, verses 1 to 4. Can you give it to me, please? Psalm 128. We will meet up our country very shortly. Bless is everyone that fears the world, Lord, that walk in his ways. Are you with me? When you fear God, the next thing that will happen, you don't have to, nobody has to beat you to do what's right. It will just, it controls everything. Verse 2. Thou shalt eat the labor of your hands. Nobody can fire you. Nobody can extract the business, you work for them, they won't pay you. It will not happen. So that's why in the middle of your hands, 
happy shall there be, and it shall be well with you. Say amen, somebody. Your amen is very low. Say amen, somebody. Verse 3, look at also. But your wife, and that means your husband too, shall be as a fruitful vine by the side of your house. Your children like only plants, not wild trees, only plants, run about your table. Verse 4. Behold, that there shall be men be blessed that fear the Lord. Verse 5. Verse 5, please. The Lord shall bless thee out of Zion. Thou shalt see the good of Jerusalem all the days of your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, what builds a nation, what builds a family, what builds a people is nothing but the fear of God. Give me Proverbs 14, 34. I'll come back to this later. I just want to just you to soak in this and we'll continue next time. Proverbs 14, 34. Righteousness exalts a nation. But sin is a reproach to any people. See, it's not conferences that exalt a nation. It's not seminars that exalt a nation. It's righteousness that exalts a nation. When a nation is righteous, there's nothing that can stop the nation from being built, from going forward. The church has also, it's not our fault really, because I mean, I was busy sometimes ago too, because of the so much pressure. Everybody needs this. Oh, Pastor, I need to pay my house rent. Oh, Pastor, I'm having a problem with my wife. Oh, Pastor, I'm having a problem with my career. All kind of problems. So, the emphasis of the church shifted to business seminars, to conferences. Building phones to come and teach us in the house of God how things are supposed to work is because of the pleasure. But if you look at scriptures, no wonder we don't have as much reserve as we should have had. The resources the church spends on conferences, talking about this, I mean, talking about all kind of things we're doing, it has not produced and it will not produce because God's plan is this raise there is righteousness, there is exaltation. Once there is righteousness in your career, there is exaltation. Once you are doing good in your business, there is exaltation. Our sister that I introduced earlier in the meeting, I just visited her. Pastor and I were talking about her two days ago. I mean, she was, she met where she was working, went to Abuja, and they brought her back there. And we were saying, assuming she had done the gate, she had done some silly things, there is no way she will come back there as something bigger. She didn't have to pray and fast. She didn't have to bind the devil. It's not necessary. They will live for her as long as she wants to come back. Because that's the rule. You know the story of the Kimbabwe also in this church. They will live for her. They came looking for him in hunger. They will have to live for you. Now, I will say this before I open those scriptures. Because when I got born again, I got born again with questions. A lot of questions. And most of my questions have to do with if the church is like this, why are we like this? Maybe it's not true. And in my mind will go, but look at the white people. They don't even go to church. How come? And then the 
them to realize that we have not understood what exhaust emission. What you are seeing in most of these countries, the after effects of what happened 483 years ago, when we were in when the we were in the after effect, nobody taught them how to become industrialists. Something produced it. And I'm going to show you those things in the few minutes I have left. Because until the fear of God and the fear of God, oh, I don't want to go to hell. It's not dressing. You know, everyone must not dress like that. Not by the fear of God. Yes, that's not the fear of God. We will take time another time to tell you what is after the fear of God. If the fear of God is not there, there is no prosperity. What are the things that are thought that symptomatic of fear? If you get to US today, or to any Western countries. You stand in the middle of the road, you begin to tear your clothes, you begin to breathe abnormally. You are going to see in less than two, three minutes, five minutes, somebody will come and take care of you. They will take you, they will carry you, they will take you to the hospital. Those people that come to carry you, they are not mostly Christians. They will not even be. What happened? There is a structure the society has built. What is that? What produces that structure? That is what God wants the church to teach. The thing that produces a society, a structure that runs on base. When those things are not in place, you can put ambulance, you can put all kind of stuff on the street. It will not work. If you want to try me, you can pull it and say, "Well, you live here today. Park your car at that bus stop. Come out of the car and begin to tear your clothes." They bring out their phone and take pictures and then come back and let you be. And they say, this person, you don't matter what you are doing. They go to them, they start taking him. In this hand, they, they are judging his hand. And they are coming and tell their fat body. They judge. They say, his hand is his drug, his party. How come those other societies are at today? Do you know why? Those are the principles of the word of God that God wants the church to teach. Now, don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with having seminars to teach, to enlighten, to clarify. Many of the motivational stuff, if not all of them, they are from scriptures. But it is like you spill coffee. You don't want coffee spilled, you begin to analyze how the coffee you spill can become tea. Because you want a tea, it's not going to change anything. And if we continue on this route as a church, body of Christ, we are not going to get the result. We have young people coming to church with their solution. Why? Because the righteousness, the right standing with God has not been properly taught. What are the things that God wants the church to teach? Let me, I'll just give you some points. The Catholic people, they have what they call the seven virtues. When uh, they call it empathy, kindness, all this basic stuff. I, I just wrote my own because I want to show you one or two things. That even in your life, even as a church, we can be greater, far better than this if we understand the place of the fear of God. If we grow from love and understand that, look, He saved me, He died for me. From that moment on, when I begin to learn more of Him, I should understand a healthy fear of God. What are the things that the church is supposed to teach? 
Where are the people that build a society? They are virtues of sowing and reaping. Do what is right, not that you do to get. Is that the foundation of what happens in that grace where we stand? Remember Romans chapter 5. Being justified by faith. We have access now into that grace where we stand. In that way where we stand. Are you with me? Are you listening to me? These are the things that when you do them, it is impossible for you to be poor. It's impossible for you to be disgraced when you understand the principles of morality. Discipline. Talking about morality, there is a man in the Bible I use him as an example called Hobab. Hobab means favored. We see his stories, Numbers chapter, Numbers chapter ten, verse twenty-nine. Let's read it. God means well for every one of us, but the moment we don't grow. In the fear of God, it is revealed in that we are only strong in ourselves. Listen to me, listen please. When people say, Well, I don't I want to I, won't, I, I can't come and kill myself. Let me flex more though. I'm not gonna kill myself. I don't want to kill myself. There's even the Bible says that love your neighbor as yourself. They are not quoting the full scripture. Once you go up, once you get born again, and the word of God comes into your life, you know what God expects you to do? You begin to love people just as He loves you. Are you catching what I'm saying? You do for others what God has done for you. You don't put yourself at the driver's seat of your life. This gentleman who died, his name means favored. How many of you are favored in this place? Hallelujah, you are blessed and favored. His name means favored. Look at what happened. And Moses said unto Hobab, the son of Rabbiel, the Midianite, Moses' father-in-law, we are journeying unto the place of you, the Lord said, I will give it you. Come with us. We will do you good. For the Lord has spoken good concerning Israel. And Hobab said unto him, I will not go. I will depart to my own land and to my kindred. And he said, Leave us not, I pray thee. For as much as we know how you are to encamp in the wilderness, that you may be to us instead of eyes. Please, and it shall be, if you go with us, yes, it shall be that whatever goodness the Lord shall do unto us, the same we will do unto them. Hold up, and I'm sorry to say this, but you see, when you look at scriptures, be frank. You know that Moses was harassed by Aaron and Miriam. How many of you remember? Because he married an Ethiopian. Remember that? This is a black man. Okay? Who died was a black man. And all these are in scriptures that when we come to a crossroad in our lives, a typical human being, when we say black man, find it easier to do what? To face his own and abandon those who ask for help. 
They don't care about those who have from help. And that's why in most part of the world, even in Haiti, which is the poorest country in the Western Hemisphere, there are black people there. And the message that uh, the, of the kingdom is not about you, it's about the kingdom, about being a blessing to somebody else. A whole nation, you get one person. A whole nation. So please, you know the way. You can help us. Please be with us instead of us. Everything God did to us is to be divided into two. Have come to Israel and have come to you. What did the guy say? I'm not going to do it. Have you noticed in Nigeria? You have to find a partnership that is working in Nigeria. A business partnership. Go and check. In fact, one Dangote was asked a question. He was asked, how come you and Otterella don't come together and form a formidable company that you can do? And he said, if I do so now, he said, look at Otterella's auntie or wife, he said, all your money is what Dangote is going to fly. He said, you can go and do it. That's from years ago. Are you with me? It is not a symptom of the fear of God. People are the virtues of honesty, of loyalty. Are you dependable? Or you are only dependable when he suits you? If you are not dependable at other times, you are one of the problems of Nigeria. Don't blame the devil of Nigeria State. And I'll tell you why. The moment we stand upright, you and I stand upright. You know what's going to happen? The Almighty God doesn't use the crowd. He always uses the remnant. Isaiah chapter 1 verse 7, please. He always uses a remnant. If you and I, if we understand what it means, the virtual principles of God, we use it, what is going to happen is, God Almighty will begin to change our country because we will change your neighbor. We will change your church. We will never be looking at yourself. You say, where can I help? Not where can I get? Where can I help? That is what founded the industrial revolution. That's what founded those countries. They did not go into business. They did not go into industry because they wanted to make money. They went in there out of the overflow of what they understood about kindness, or what they understood about loyalty, or what they understood about discipline, or what they understood about empathy. That's what we make them do research. That's what we make a whole medical doctor operate on himself before appendectomy was done by a doctor on himself. To prove that he can do this thing, he was done on himself, not for himself. As long as we keep on gathering people together, oh, this is a fine church. Oh, we thank God for this church. We have an instrument. And we are spending all our days, Nigeria will not change. We are not dependable, we are not more, it's not going to happen because God not just scriptures. But when we understand that, look, I got something. There is something I can supply. I'm not able to give a billion dollars to the church, but I can do something. I, mean, I, I, I can usher. I can pray. I can claim. There is something for me coming out. I am a blessing. I'm not a misfit. What happened as you grow in that, God will begin to give you inside. The person who produced, who manufactured the, the washing machine, he didn't manufacture the washing machine so that he can make money. So doing a conference on innovation should begin from how the Lord will get an ooze out of your heart. How you can do that God, I am supposed to subdue. I'm supposed to try to do this. That's what brings it forth. 
Are you what I'm saying? When they do this single promotion, you use a deal with horses, drawing with somebody will say, we can do this thing better. What was this man is not GDP, it's not economy. Let's stop driving and wasting time. It's not going to produce results. It hasn't produced. It's not produced. What produced it is a heart. How come policemen receive bread on the street? No matter of seminar will change it. What will change it is a change heart. When everybody sees that what they are doing is going to inflate the greater good. How many of you have heard about this, the butterfly theory before? That when the butterfly flaps is to win the New York, it affects the weather pattern. Nobody will the weather pattern in Australia. Because God made everything to contribute. Are you still there with me? You are not useless. Tell everybody you are not useless. Let's read Isaiah chapter 1 verse 7. Your country is desolate. Your cities are born with fire. Your land stronger devoured in your presence. And it is desolate as ever thrown by strangers. Verse 8. And the daughter of Zion is left as a cotton in the vineyard, as a lot in the garden of cucumbers, as a beaches city. Verse 9. Except the Lord of hosts had left unto us what? A very small remnant. We should have been as Sodom, and we should have been like unto Gomorrah. Let me tell something. There's a small remnant that God has left, that has kept this country, that kept the black man, that kept the terminal country, and we can become part of that remnant. We can become part. This is scripture. And is it the first time a nation can have problems? I'll give you an example in scripture. But when there's a problem in the country, the answer is the fear of God. The answer is not conferences in and seminars. It's not even prayer. It's the fear of God. Many people don't fear God. And if we fear God in terms, we will still be groping in that. Second Kings chapter 17. I'll read quickly because of time. Second Kings 17. I probably will just even begin to round up now. That is enough for today. Don't to the master key that guarantees wealth for the nation for you is the fear of God. Second Kings 17 verse 24. See what happened here. And the king of Assyria brought men from Babylon. Are you there? And from Kotha. And from Adam. And from Hamas. And from Shebarim. And placed them in the city of Samaria instead of the children of Israel. See, the remnant have been taken off, and those who possess Samaria are dwelling in the city of. And so it was at the beginning of their dwelling there, what happened? That they feared not the law. Are you there? But I'm changing from verse 25 to verse 25. Verse 25. And so it was. At the beginning of their dwelling there, that they feared not the Lord. Therefore, the Lord sent how many lions? Is it one? Is it two? Oh, answer, is it one or two? Lions, all kinds of calamities, all kinds of problems. That will send among them, which slew some of them, and the others escaped with broken bones. Verse 26. Wherefore, the spirit of the king of Assyria saying, The nation leader has removed. And placed in the city of Samaria, will not the manner of the God of the land. Therefore, he 
I send lions among them, and behold, they stay them because they know not the manner of the God of the land. Verse 37. What was the response? Then the king of Asia commanded and said, Carry there, one of the beasts who we brought from there, and let them go and go there, and let him teach them the manner of the God of the land. What is the answer to it? The answer was not seminars or how to escape lion attack. How to dodge. You can do all that, you can save yourself, but lion will not, not happen. But only one priest, no many priests, because God is a remnant. Only one priest was sent there, and that was the end of the matter. I tell you the truth, you have power in Jesus' name. I say you have power in Jesus' name. You alone can make a difference in your family. You alone can make a difference in this church. You alone can make a difference in Nigeria. Because the time you start off, things begin to change, things begin to fall in place. Because God's own method is not just about loving God, it's about fearing. Once you fear God, things will happen to you. Amen. Job chapter 1 verse 1. Job was rich. Job was worthy. Why? Because the Bible said part of the citation, Job feared the Lord. See, there was a man in the land of Jews whose name was Job, and that man was perfect and upright, one that does not that feared the Lord. May God give you the grace to fear Him. Once you fear God, even if you lost everything, like Job lost everything, he got a restoration. In the name of the Lord, everyone that has lost everything, you remain the fear of God, there will be a restoration for you in Jesus' name. Look at Genesis chapter 26, verse 1 to 4. Isaac, the fear of God. You don't get do what you want. You allow the word of God to give you a strength. One of the problems we have in the nations is that no one fear God. People tell lies without any sense of sorrow and gravity. People do what they want to do and expect God to bless it. It is like putting God, giving God a bad name. And they deceive themselves. People deceive themselves that God understands. God simply understands that you don't fear me. And once you don't fear God, you cannot have wealth and riches. You can work hard. Hard work is not what David. He did not say through hard work you have wealth and riches. He just took fear of God. Once you fear God, all of these cascades and begin to happen. Even when the enemy attacks like Job, we will get them back. Genesis 26, verse 1 to 2, see? And there was a family in the land beside the first family that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went unto Abimelech, king of the Philistines of the Jair. And the Lord appeared unto him and said, Go not down into Egypt. Dwell in the land which I shall tell thee of. So dwell in this land. And I will be with thee. And I will bless thee. For unto thee and to thy seed I will give all these countries. I will perform the oath which I swear unto Abraham your father. And I will make your seed to multiply as the stars of heaven. I will give unto your seed all these countries. And in your seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. Verse 5. Alright, let's just be brother that you can read everything at home because of time. He obeyed. When God speaks to you, do you obey or do you do what is convenient? That is where the fear of God shows up, or lack of the fear of God. And until the people are thought to fear God, unfortunately nothing will change. Many things will not change. Remember Father Abraham, Genesis chapter 14. 
when he was called from the slaughter to the Laona. And the king of Sodom met him and said, Give me the people, keep the goods to yourself. Remember, there were no ten commandments. There was no law at that time. He said, I lifted my eyes. That's like swearing. I will not touch anything. Even a shoe lashed. Because I will not allow you to boast that you made a brand rich. God Almighty. That's the fear of God. You cannot see him, but you know he's there. And how do you do? It is expressed in your thought pattern. What go through your mind? It is expressed in your compassion for people. Are you showing kindness? Do you judge people? When people are not where they are supposed to be, do you judge them or you say, how can I help? Someone yesterday sent me something of a young man. Oh, you shed tears. When this so-called missionaries, white people, saw this guy somewhere in Bermuda State, he was 13 years old. He had never been to school one day. He was seated with saw, his own leg, the picture is there, a whole leg full of saw, they call him by one name, on his feet, sweating flies away. The woman saw this guy, he was sweating with compassion, went to him and her husband, they took this boy, they got a hospital for him, they brought him to Memphis. They took all this boy. They asked him, can he stay with them? He stayed with them. 13 years. Just last week, the boy has graduated as a medical doctor from Bradford University. Just this last week. I thought somebody put their hands together for Jesus Christ. This is what happens when the people are taught right. The economy will change. I know many friends who can invest in business. They say they can't set up a business. When they set up a business, even the Christians they put there, they will leave the company. I have experienced it myself. You go to church, but you will see the flavor. They are never on the way understand faithfulness. And all of you consider faithfulness, you are doing the same thing. You go to church when you like. You don't relate with anyone. You don't encourage somebody else. It's not about you. You are already blessed. I know somebody. There's nothing you can do to make you any blessing. You are already blessed. But God has called you to be a blessing to others. God has used you as a common part. As you allow God to use you, wealth and riches will be coming to your house. Favor will be coming to you. Blessing will be coming in your land. The living you have, you think is not enough. Just a little thing will change somebody else's life. You can come to my office, I, have it, I can show you the picture. The boy, Dr. Paul, is a medical doctor today. That boy could have been anything. He could have been an mother, he could have been dead. He is a medical doctor. Your big son, if you go to the clinic where he is, he may be the one to teach you. What happened? His parents were not rich, but he didn't go to somebody who ran as he was 13 years old. In this country. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hebrews 5 7. I'm closing now. Just give you this picture. Luke 23, verse 40. Write on down to Hebrews 5 7. Who the death of his flesh? That's Jesus Christ. When he offered up prayers and supplications with strong crying and tears unto him that was able to save him from death, and he was hard in that he feared. That's Jesus Christ. He was heard. Read the whole Hebrew fight at home because of time. In that he feared. In that he feared. He 
if you want to look at and I'm talking as a pastor and I'm sure you understand and I'm praying that somebody listening here will really think as a look let's check out what this man of God is saying and let's change and let's change as long as you don't understand discipline as long as you and I don't understand what it means to be loyal we don't understand what it means to have empathy we don't understand kindness we don't understand the place of giving yourself to somebody else you don't really fear God and nothing will change as long as what is important to you is you nothing will happen to the society but once you make up your mind and say Lord, God created me there are some things I will not be able to do see, the love of God will bring you to Christ the fear of God will keep you in Christ when you keep yourself when you say God, no, I can't do this Joseph, Joseph he said how can I do this evil thing? How can I do this evil thing? There are no ten commandments. There are no pastor. There are no preacher. We have pastors. We have preachers. We have television stations. We have all of that. Yet, people who enter into church, they don't care about the world. They don't care about the worship. What do they care about? How many girls? How many cars do I see outside here? How many resources? I can make contact. And they go to church again and again. And you still wonder why the country has not changed. It's not going to change because the scriptures cannot be broken. Look at Luke 27. Look at the feet on the cross. No matter how bad our case is. Luke 23 verse 40, please. Luke 23 40. No matter how bad our case is. Look at what that feet on the cross said. He said, But the other answering rebuked him, saying, Do you not fear God? Seeing that you are in the same condemnation, verse 41. And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. But this man had done not my miss. Can you imagine that thing? He understood sowing and reaping. People enter into a church, into a place, they have not put anything down, they have not put a single day, they don't know what they judge. A thief from the cross understood this. How come America, UK, some of these will bring resources to Nigeria and they know we are losing this money? Because there are principles that from God's word they set up their society. Now, I'm not saying they won't go down, that between them and God and for another day. I'm going to say for those who look down in the country, Nigeria has good potential. We have a good future. And you and I are the hope of Nigeria. Amen, somebody. You are not, I don't need to be the only preacher. If you agree with me, you also be a preacher of this. In your own personal life, in your personal space, in your personal commitment, be dependable. How come they have, if you, if you check any of these programs, if you check your phone, how, how do the warranty start? How does that have a warranty on things? Because people, somebody, people should get value for their money. Because it's not better than a salary in Japan. Let me do the business. Let's set up a warranty. I can go on and on and on. When he referred, when he did the mass production of the car, was it money he was looking for? Was it money he was looking for? I'm somebody preaching the church very shortly and we're talking about four streams of income. I say it doesn't matter how many streams of income. This is one of the people I have attended the church. Let's understand what is God's commandment. What is God's will? What has he said in his word? Is it fear of God? Is it fear of God? Is it fear of God? He said, This man had done nothing amiss. He understood sowing and reaping. He understood, and you can see, look at what happened. 
He, he, he read verse 42. Please. And he said, Jesus, Lord, he called him Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. When you fear them, you will never lose. Look at what happened, verse 23. Verse 23. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today thou shalt be with me in paradise. Do you know that if you pray the same prayer, it will be next week, it will be next month. Today, we can enter into that next level. The first person that entered heaven with Jesus Christ was not an apostle, was not a prophet, was not a pastor, not a teacher. He was a thief who was condemned to death. But because he feared God. Don't depend on the love of God, brethren. Let's move to the level. Let's mature. Let's grow up. Let's show our nation. Let's not be like aliens. Let's not keep complaining. Every person has a role to play in this nation. Every person hearing God's word. Where do you begin from? Where someone, a doctor was dying. I read the story. On his sick bed, he was dying. And they said, you have anything to say? He called his children. He said, I just had a regret. He said, I had a regret. He said, when I was a young man, I thought I could save the world. Now at my deathbed, I can realize, instead of looking for saving the whole world, why did I look for saving the continent? I realized, instead of saving the continent, I can save a nation. Instead of saving a nation, I can save a city. Instead of a city, I can save a family. Instead of a family, I can save my own siblings. If I began there, I'll be in the way. And as I'm doing what's right, somebody else will do what is right. Before you know what's happening, everything will change. Question I ask you, do you fear God? Question I ask you this morning, do you fear God? If not, you will live in disciplined aliens. You will never be a person saint. But if you fear God, regardless of what will come your way, you will always praise Him. Stand upon your feet this morning. Stand upon your feet this morning. That is the master key for success. It doesn't matter how good you are, you will come out. The truth and the cross, we enter paradise. We hope you have been blessed by the message. For other titles in our catalog, please visit our website www.dogsandng.org or call 01740-3593. Our church services are Wednesday 6 p.m. and Sunday 9 a.m. at kilometer 43, Lekki Epe Expressway, opposite Pan African University. Doxa International Christian Center, empowering to make the difference.